Progressive Voices' John Sinton has written a continuing series called A Turning Point that touches on politics, culture, and media. You can hear the short essays in the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com and on the PV app. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton, and this is A Turning Point. Today, Dysfunctional Family Feud. In the face of his party's speaker disaster, here's a comical notion from a complaining Republican congressional rep. He said the Democrats are trying to make us look bad. <laughs> yeah, like they need help in that department. Here's a real Donnybrook that's going on in the Republican House. They are tearing into one another on the notion that no leader who acknowledges Joe Biden's 2020 victory is fit to serve, and that moderates who would compromise to actually govern must be put down like rabid dogs. It's a real race to the bottom, being led by Lauren Boebert, who continues to try to beat Marjorie Taylor Greene there. Boebert was, shall we say, handsy with her date at a matinee performance of a children's show in Denver. I guess she's trying to help her estranged husband's divorce case. She should probably have stopped at vaping, cursing, singing, and otherwise disrupting the performance with one of her own. But she can't stand to be upstaged, not even when she's in the audience. Social media has lifted the lid on the national trash can, initially thought to be a societal asset, giving everyone an equal voice. Social has turned out to be a nightmare of unhinged, angry, irrational screeds, enabled by easy access and anonymity, not to mention horrible grammar. When Barack Obama won the presidency in 2008, the satirical website The Onion pronounced America awards worst job to a black man. Today, the worst job in America is Speaker of the House. Imagine trying to govern more than 200 unruly 8th grade Republicans. Apparently, the most important bullet point on a candidate's resume is denying the results of the 2020 election. The warring internecine factions finally elected Mike Johnson, Republican from Invisible. He was selected unanimously, primarily because nobody knew who he was. Identifying as a Christian nationalist, he wants a nationwide abortion ban, an end to civil rights for the LGBTQ plus community, and to stop funding for Ukraine. According to multiple sources, he accepted a lot of money from a Russian company via a U.S. company. He's in the catbird seat, and even under gerrymandered minority rule, those things are unlikely to see the light of legislative day because there are still a handful of Republicans who are not in safe seats and who would like to be reelected. Regardless, the Senate would never approve and Biden would veto anyway. The new speaker wants to offset aid to Israel by taking money from the IRS, a blatant gift to rich tax dodgers. Multiple sources say that for every dollar the IRS spends on enforcement, the Treasury gets $12 back. They are a group that openly admits they have less interest in governing than playing politics. The last failed speaker-designate, Jim Jordan, the Republican from Comover, has been in Congress for 16 years and has never gotten a piece of legislation passed. He is, however, very excited to investigate his so-called Biden crime family at the expense of the nation's business and to continue cheerleading for endless investigations and impeachments. As Brett Stevens wrote, if the impeachment inquiry were any more premature, it would be a teenage boy. 
candidate Trump has taken to denigrating Joe Biden for his age. It's a little bit like the pumps calling the handbag beige, and it would be significantly more effective if, after making fun of Biden, Trump did not brag to his enthusiastic crowd that he had beaten Obama for the presidency. After making fun of Biden by pretending that old Joe had confused Iowa for Idaho, which he had not, the Donald went on to confuse Iowa for South Dakota. Hmm. As you might guess, this got his Republican rivals excited at the opportunity to dismiss Trump. Both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis came after him. DeSantis said that Trump had lost a lot off of his fastball since he first appeared on the political scene in 2015, and Haley demanded that candidates over 75 pass a cognitive ability test. I would suggest that every single candidate for office and the judiciary should have to pass a single test, regardless of age. Unsurprisingly, Fox got in on the fun by slickly editing Biden's speeches to make him look much more dissociative than he actually is. That prompted The Daily Show to do the same thing with Donald Trump, using the same edits on Trump that Fox used on Biden. Hilarity ensued. And finally, this from Next Draft. It sounds like it should be an international article, but it's really a warning based on the MAGA movement and a cry for help, wishing non-MAGA Republicans would turn up the heat even higher. Quote, Benjamin Netanyahu apologized on Sunday for blaming his country's security services for the lapses that led to the surprise attacks by Hamas on October 7. However, he couldn't accept any blame because a narcissist only knows how to blame one person, himself. America, take note. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton. Go to the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com or the PV app and look for A Turning Point. Go to ProgressiveVoices.com to find out how you can download the PV app and help us build a progressive media infrastructure on the mobile internet. That's ProgressiveVoices.com.